I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's up for grabs now! Arsenal Nation. Would you believe it? Arsenal Nation. Arsenal Nation. That sums it all up. Arsenal Nation. Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast. This is the Arsenal Nation podcast. My name is Nick Bright. You might have seen me on Arsenal Nation Live. If not, you should watch it. It's a really good thing on match days, uh, on YouTube and all the rest of it. But this is a brand new podcast that we've decided to do because there are too many serious football podcasts out there. So I thought we need to do something a bit silly and a bit goofy. And who better to get involved with it? Than my bro Johnny Cochran. Hello, mate. How you doing? Sorry, that is no kind of introduction to me, is it? <laughs> All right, oh, feeling about getting silly and goofy. So who did I call up? I mean, that's that's outrageous. I'm getting my agent on the phone for that. Silly, goofy Johnny. Yeah, and uh, also sitting next to you. Do you want to do it? Oh yeah. Shall I do it? Yeah. No. At the end of the day, this guy, Arsenal striker, French, absolute big boy in the game. Yeah, people were sitting there thinking Thierry Henry. No, Thierry's not here, actually. Silver Mortold? He's not Silver Mortold, no, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Aliadier! Woo! Woo! Hi, guys. you clapping. (laughs) Well, thanks for the uh, introduction. That was was great. I love that, yeah. I feel like we need to set the scene as to where we are. Um, We are currently in a man cave. The man cave. It's it's producer Liam's man cave, in fact, at the bottom of his garden. It's quite nice. I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I wish I I I had one like this. I wish I had a garden. Yeah. (laughs) It's basically (laughs) where I put all my memorabilia that I'm not allowed up in the house. Right, Okay. Well, that'd explain why there's so much cool stuff in here then. There's kind of like baseball bats and gloves and balls and mitts. I'm guessing you like baseball. No, I never played. Right, that. okay. <laughs> Just collect the stuff. There was a van outside with loads of baseball stuff. <laughs> Drove it home. Uh, so this week, right, we're going to get to know Jeremy. That's what we're going to do. But not the standard questions you've heard before. We're going to we're going to kind of mix it up a little bit. And I don't know how much Jeremy knows about all of this. Like we could just be springing it on you. How, how much have you been told, Jeremy? I haven't been told anything, mate, so you probably know more about me than I know about myself. Yeah, this is not stuff Jeremy necessarily just wants you to hear. This isn't his Tinder profile, OK? <laughs> is it going I don't to be know what st- his wife would make of that. <laughs> no, <but> yeah, <laughs> he hasn't got a Tinder profile, OK? Let me be clear about that. But before that, we're going to start off with a, a trip down memory lane for Jeremy. 
Right, each week uh, we're going to pick a topic and Jeremy is going to give us a story about it. Um, again, I have no idea what kind of stories we're going to get and generally what topics they may be. Producer Liam is, is heavily involved with this, I'm guessing, and has thought a lot about it. Liam's shaking his head, by the way, saying, no, no, it's just <laughs> like he penned it late at night over candlelight and went to bed, so let's go. <laughs> uh, this week's topic is my first training session with the first team squad. So tell us about your first training session with the first team squad. Can you remember it clearly? I can remember it clearly, yeah. I was, uh, well, I was uh, with the, the academy, so with the, the, you know, the kids. And uh, I remember, I think at the time it was Neil Banfield, that was my, my coach, just came and said, oh, you're training with the first team today. Mate, I was stressing. I really? was panicking, yeah, I really was, man. Because for me, you know, I was looking at them guys on TV, you know, as a kid, then suddenly I joined the club, but I was with the academy. So I was still kind of, you know, the best because I was with kids of my age. And then suddenly they're like, you're going to go and train with, with the first team. And I was like, oh, God. How old were you? I was 17. Okay. Yeah, 16, 17. So still, because obviously the only reason I ask is I remember the early pictures of, and you'll remember this, Johnny, as well, early pictures of Jeremy wearing the, the, the Arsenal kit and it's like, you look like a coat hanger. <laughs> like, <laughs> the kit is like massive and it's like, you're, you're, you're all scrawny and, and thin. It looked like a kid who'd won a competition. <laughs> you know, to play I, I thought I was bigger than what I was. Really. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're puffing your chest out. Yeah. Like, you are, guys? <sighs> <laughs> so, so talk me through kind of... The, the, the process so you got the shout you know you're so training I, with the team and then what well I got the shout and then you just obviously you're ready and, and I, on that day I thought I was just training with the you know the under 17 like like usual and um, and obviously like I said Neil called me and said oh, Jeremy you with the first team today and I was like what do I do like where do I go what time you know and because and I like to be on time I just like oh god I can't be late so I need to get prepared and be ready and so I just just turned up there. Nobody was there because I was always, you know, 15 minutes before uh, before everybody turned up. You and beat me and Johnny here today. So right. always. Uh, had you met the first team? So when when like your coach comes over and goes training with the first team uh, today, had you were these people that you knew outside of seeing them on TV, or is it someone that you bump into and go hiya kind of thing? No, it's not because at the time as well we we were at the old training ground, which the first team you used to change at Sopwell House and come to the training ground by bus and just train, get back on the bus and go, and go back there, which I wasn't, because I was with the academy. I used to just be at that training ground, you know, all the time, get changed there, have my shower there. So I've never really mixed with the first team before that day. So, you know, from from one kid that was in France watching Thierry Henry, Vieira, you know, all them guys on TV winning the World Cup in 98, suddenly you just go and train with them, you know? So one, one, one of the things I think we have in certainly kind of English football history uh, is the idea that a lot of our older players used to clean the boots of the older players, you know, and that would build up that kind of camaraderie between old and young and help you when you're progressing through. So that wasn't, obviously, by the time you'd broke through, that was not happening. You wasn't... It was still. Oh, really? It was still, yeah. So you had off, to clean boots? I had to clean boots, but I only done a couple of times and then I was cleaning Davos Shuka. 
his boots. Oh, that's, and he, he's worth it. The thing is, if you're going to clean someone's boots, I'm going to literally go through the team. I'm going to be like, you're not good enough for me to clean your boots. <laughs> you're not good enough. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're actually decent. Let me clean them boots. Let me straighten them up. <laughs> but you know what? The thing is, like, in France, we don't have that kind of... Of, of things so I was a bit surprised when I first joined the club you know in my mind I just thought I'm coming to Arsenal all the French you know connection and and all that English uh you know mentality and all them kind of, I, I was I wasn't prepared for this so yeah. I didn't know you know I didn't even speak English so I just came and then suddenly my coach just said oh you've got to clean Davos Schuker's boots I was like why yeah. <laughs> why, do, why don't he clean my yeah. boots? <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd come here to be a player. Yeah. No, no, just a no, shoe shiner. You just signed a contract to clean boots. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I was, well, lucky. I don't know if you can call it lucky, but Davo liked to do it on his own. So I just didn't done it a couple of times and then he just said to me, nah, you're, no, not right. you're not doing it right. You're not doing as well as I would like to, so just don't worry, leave it. Did you have a bit of imposter syndrome, like, you know, when, when you were training with the first team? Because you were young, you know, and you, you, as you said earlier, you alluded to it, when you're training with the youth team, you're like the best, which is why you get the step up to the first team. But then when you were with all of those names you just mentioned, you know, Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, was Emmanuel Petit there when you were there? Did you he was still there, yeah. yeah, he was there, like, yeah. You know, you're seeing all of these players who you've looked up to for so long. Did you feel like a little bit like, I shouldn't be here, I can't yeah. believe I'm here? Like, yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. And that's why I think for a long period of time, every time I was training with them, I was not really expressing myself because I was just too shy and too scared of making a wrong move, a bad pass, and get, like, you know, Martin Keel and Tony Adams, all them guys started chatting at me yeah. and just, I'd be like, oh, you know, so I'd, I just always play safe, you know, one, two touch, try to not really try anything, which I think is wrong because mm. I think if I if I was a bit more... You know, I'd be more confidence in myself and my ability. I would have maybe, you know, sure a bit more straight away and had maybe a better, you know, career, whatever, you know, whatever would have led on to. But I just felt I was a bit too shy as a kid and and were a bit too scared of, of you know, making a wrong pass or wrong move or, whatever, you know, whatever. So... Uh and when, like, you, again, back to getting this kind of call up, because, I mean, a lot of the people listening to this, they're not going to be professional footballers, you know, they're never going to have that big call up kind of thing. So, you know, you're playing, you're playing in the academy and whatnot. When you do get that call up, is the senior manager involved? Like, did Arsene pull you and say, right, like, you're here because of this, this is what I want from you? Nah, he didn't say anything, which was, that's another scary thing, is like, I expected him to, you know, come and see me before and, and have a chat and just, you know, try to reassure me and just... But he didn't. He was just cracked on with the session, like, you know, that's it, that's how it is. And But I guess I guess if you start really wanting to look after the kids all the time talking and, you know, you've got to learn by yourself, you know. And, and to be fair, when I first moved to England, it was tough for the first six months just being with the academy because of the, you know, the language barrier, the moving country, different culture you know all that kind of stuff so then moving to the first team was obviously a, a new step and you know you always kind of want a bit of of help around you but at the end of the day you've just got to man up and grow up and 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 crack on with it yeah well that was my next question who was the most kind of welcoming in the first team can you remember somebody being really like oh come over here i'll show you how it's done and blah, you know blah, blah. what Patrick and Thierry were at the time in them first, you know, first training session. 
then after, you know, after maybe a couple of months, three months, when I started training with them every single day, and uh, and then we moved to a different season, Sylvain Wiltor came. And because we're from Paris together, and Sylvain, in his head, he still thinks he's only 18. Mm-hmm. So Sylvain was just wanted to be with me all the time, and I thought... Why does this guy wants to hang out with me? <laughs> I'm 17, I'm 18 at the time. These guys who walk out like, you know, he scored in the final of the Euro against Italy. Yeah. He wants to hang out with me. What's going on, you know? And I was just, I could not believe, but he was so humble and so just down to earth that we just clicked and, yeah, we were really close. That's why we're doing the podcast with you, Jeremy. Yeah, because yeah, I'm... I'm <laughs> Silver Wilton's on the show, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... You, you, you're there at your first training session and, you know, we talked about who was maybe the most welcoming. Was there anyone who was at the opposite end of that scale, maybe flew into a challenge a little bit too hard, you know, a bit spicy? Well, you had Dennis that was very cold. So, you know, you expect, you know, you just dream to see and train with Dennis Bearcamp, and suddenly you're there and then you go to see him and said, oh, you know, hi. And then he just didn't say anything. So you just think, oh, <laughs> this guy's serious what's going on and uh and yeah so Dennis was was a bit cold but I think he was like that with pretty much anyone that he didn't know so I've kind of found out afterwards that that's his character and how it is but obviously the English guys you know like Lee Dixon Martin Keir and all them guys they're straight on you just giving you tackles and challenges to just show you that you know you're playing with Big boys men, now, yeah, mate. Yeah. You know, is, it, is it like prison where they say when well, you got a new inmate in there and they go, hit him hard and find yeah. out what level he's at? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's exactly how it is, man. And those names there, you can just... Uh, I've never trained with Arsenal, neither of you, Johnny, but like you, you could just imagine that those names there you've just mentioned, you know, the, the famous flatback four and that. Sod doing a training session with them. You could just imagine the, the challenges and the tackles. Oh, and you, but you know what? The funny thing about it is that I would have rather play against them so I'll get the challenge than play with them. Because if you played with them, they'll keep shouting at you all the time, all training, to do this, do that, and you end up just running everywhere because you're <laughs> yourself, thinking, ah! And it's Martin would not stop shouting at you all training session on kids to just do this, do that, go and get there. And you're just like, mate. So, I'd rather get kicked by you and be playing against you than just being your team, man. So you didn't benefit from that? Because like there's the argument, isn't there, that some people kind of find it useful as young players and some people, um, you know, don't. I, I think I did. I did benefit from it. But obviously, when you, you know, when you get somebody that is behind you all the time, you know, you just think, oh, mate, give me a break. Like, you know, I'm just already scared and, and shy and, and be under pressure training with you guys. I don't need someone to be on my case, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think with the time, it makes you tougher, you know? All them challenges and, and them, it, it pushes you to give 100% because sometimes these days you see kids turn up with the first team and just think that's it, it's done. Yeah. And just think they're one of them when they haven't proved anything, yeah. which... You know, back in the day, there was you couldn't. You couldn't just go and think, oh, I'm going to be at 70% today. No, it was 100% every training session because you wanted to show them guys that you were good enough to be with them. Yeah, and, and it's going to knock you off your game anyway, which is obviously your game at that point was cleaning Davos Suka's boots. <laughs> so, and that's why you were doing a bad job because they're flying at the challenges, you know. You meant to clean boots. <laughs> 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Javier Diaz, well placed, and gets his first Arsenal goal. What a moment for that young man. Right, next up, we're going to do a bit of a section of a Get, getting to know Jeremy kind of section. Yeah, like, because um, the thing is, is I think a lot of our listeners will know you. They will certainly know of you, would have seen you score goals, but they might not necessarily know you, your story. And so let's dive in a little bit. And, and, I, and I, we were talking earlier, but I'm quite interested in that aspect that, you know, you were a young player hoping to be a professional footballer and then one day it happens. But, like... For the people like me and Nick, where it's not happened, <laughs> like, can you tell us, like, are, do you always have to have been the best football player in your school, in your town, in your, you know, region to have made it professional? Or do you feel like there are other players who you played with at a younger age who could have maybe made it as well? You know, I've, I've always thought growing up that I had to be the best everywhere, you know, at school in my local club. Then and after when I moved to Clairefontaine, you know, that French academy, I always thought if I want to make it, I've got to be the best all the time, you know? And 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 when I did become professional, then I saw a lot of players that I've played against, played with, and I just realised that actually you don't really have to growing up. Some kids got unbelievable talent and don't make it because they haven't got the right attitude or or the people around them as well to help them, or, or the luck as well. I think you need a bit of luck. You need to meet the right people and have, you know, a coach that believe in you, someone that will take you there as well. And and I see some kids that are not really gifted, but they want it so bad 
and work so hard for it. And when they get that little chance, they take it and they make a career out of it, you know? So I think it can work both ways, yeah. What age were you? How old were you when you knew that you were really flipping good? Uh, can you remember? I was about 11. What, was it just that you were just a million times better than all your mates? Yeah, I was basically, I was just getting the ball and just dribbling everybody. Because technically, I I never lost the I, I never lost the ball. I was always keeping the ball tight, and because I was quite quick and sharp, I just just dribbled I just everybody. Couldn't, I can't imagine it because I've just always been like super average. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But this is it. And the thing is, is most, but even most people listening to this, you know, this podcast. They, you, we play football for enjoyment. We play it to do one good thing a game and go, could have made it, I could. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was a scout looking at, you know, whereas they can go and sit in the terraces and be like, you're rubbish, mate, you're rubbish. The reality is, is that person is so infinitesimally better than you, it is hard to comprehend. But yeah. still, we go, not good enough. <laughs> you know, it's funny because a lot of people that, you know, I've met, through my career and always criticise so and so, you know. Now that I've retired, I do a bit of football with my friends, with different people, you know, that I've never met before. I'm still waiting for the invite, Jeremy. Nick, We're still it's waiting. coming, it's yeah. coming. And, uh, and all of them, before we start the game, they've got big mouth. Big mouth. <laughs> Classic. All of them, just the big Sounds mouth. Sounds like me. Okay, and I, don't, I, don't, I obviously don't say anything. And then the first thing they say after, when we finish playing is, oh, my God. Never realised how like quick, shot, quick fit, and yeah. your brain like you know what you're gonna yeah. do. I said, but guys, football is a profession. Yeah, I've been doing this for 20 years, 25 years, mm. day in day out. Surely my brain's gonna be quicker than yours. Yeah. You know, it's just and and that's when people watching games think oh, I should have done that, should have done that. Go on the pitch with professional players and see how quick. Yeah. The game goes, and let's see if you can make it. Can you remember a time in your career, in your early, you know, career, when maybe not Arsenal because you came in young, and you've already mentioned in, in in the earlier section about you know playing with the likes of Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp and Patrick Vieira, you know, looking at these guys like, whoa, I'm definitely not the best player on the pitch here. But can you remember a time in your early career when you you weren't the best player on the pitch, kind of growing up, or were you always the I best? I was always, yeah, always the best player. You know, at school, even at Clairefontaine, when I went to the academy where I stayed for three years, then went to the French national team on the 15, I was always the main, you know, the main guy. So in my mind, it was kind of not easy because I still had to work, but because I didn't feel I was working hard. I felt I was kind of, it was natural. What I was doing was just what I enjoyed doing. I was not pushing myself in any way. But then when I first joined Arsenal and I went with the academy, I'm not going to say that I was the best, but it was completely different football that I've been learning all, all my life in France growing up. It was completely different. Suddenly they asked me to come short and spin behind the defender, which is not not something that I've ever learned before. So I was just like, hang on, this, this football is not the football that I'm used to. So I couldn't say that I was better than, you know, the other guys that were with me because what the coach asked me to do, I couldn't do it. I had to learn. When them guys knew how to do it already. Yeah. So they were obviously advanced in that point, on, on you know, on me because I came where all you want is just the ball in your feet and then you... You do your tricks and do your 
do your stuff, you know, but moving into space, playing, you know, one, two and moving, all that kind of stuff, that's not something that I've, you know, learned as a kid. I've more learned that at Arsenal. So, so when you um, first came over, because you came over, as like you were saying, like a young man, um, did you come over with your family or did you have to go and stay on your own or live on your own? I was lucky I came with my grandparents because obviously my parents couldn't move, they're working. So, um, you know, my parents just said, we've got to find a solution because we don't feel Jeremy's character will suit moving to an English family. Yeah, a lot of people you know, move in with an English family. Yes, yeah, exactly. And know? this is way before Sylvan Wiltall could have took you under his wing. Exactly, that was way behind you know, there. that kind of stuff. <laughs> so... I just, I just like, well, what's the solution? And my granddad just said, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll move with you if that can help you. So I was like, oh, yeah, that, you know, definitely be, be easier than just moving at 16 to an English family without speaking any English and stuff. So, so we've done that. And uh, but unfortunately, you know, grandparents moving countries even harder for them than it was for me. So after six months, they're just like. We're sorry, but we can't. We can't stay here. We're struggling to adapt to England and and the, you know food and all that kind beans of stuff. Beans on toast wasn't quite cutting it. Uh, fish and I chips love that. and stuff. Your grandparents are. Like, I'm sorry, we'd do anything yeah. for you, but we're not staying we're in not England. Staying, <laughs> I love it. It's like you, you got the chance to be a professional footballer play, playing for us. It's like, yeah, but you know all this fish and chips, <laughs> pie and mash ain't really. Uh... What's this eight spree sauce? I'm going back, okay. No good croissants here. I'm done. <laughs> so what did you do then? So what I've done then, because on my contract, the clubs agreed to rent a house until I turned 18, which is, you know, my grandparents were supposed to be there for two years until I turned 18. Then obviously after I'll just, you know, move out, do my own life and get my own place. So because I still had the house paid by the club, I just thought, I don't want to go to an English family. I've got the house. They still think my granddad's there. Nobody knows. I'll stay on my own in here. What? Ferris <laughs> Bueller's day out on Arsenal's time. I'll say what? You were like seventeen, living in a, in a house just yeah, on your own. In a house in Southgate, five bedroom house, and what? just on my own, mate. Yeah. You should have been Airbnb in their rooms, mate. You know what I mean? Bring some extra cash. That's quality. I love the fact that there's going to be people at Arsenal listening to this who've historically worked there, going, "He's got away with yeah, that. He got away with it." <laughs> <laughs> Oi, Jeremy, we could do with that money in this transfer window, mate. You know, cough up. <laughs> so you're living it in your own in this big house. Um, the thing is, the thing I've always wondered, as, say, you're around 17, you're getting starting to get nods into the first team, did you start to maybe get distracted, I guess is the best word? You know, like, you, you've got a bit of money, you're living in a new city, want to go out, maybe have a good time? You know, it's, it's funny because I, I never did. You know, the only thing was obviously, I, you know, I started getting a bit money compared to what I was, you know, before when I come from with my parents. So the first bit of money that I earned, I just wanted to buy trainers, you know, just nice gear, nice clothes, tracksuit, just, you know, but going out, pub, drinking, party, had never been my thing. So I never, you know, because at the time in the academy, you had few going out people, you know, I, I, I would only mention one. Name names, come on, this is what we're here for. Jermaine Pennant. Jermaine Pennant, oh, yeah, well, well, everyone yeah. knew that. <laughs> You're not shedding an exclusive yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> nah. Who's on Big Brother talking about that? So, you know, if I followed them guys, then obviously, you know, I would have... Uh, You'd be on Big Brother as well, would you, mate? <laughs> no, no, that's something I'm not sure I would have got... Uh, <laughs> Chris, delightful. 
Right, this next section then, Johnny, um, it's for you, really, because we've created a section where you're allowed to ask one question to Jeremy that isn't checked by producer Liam in advance. So it could be anything. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, this might be a one-week feature, depending (laughs) on how the next 60 seconds goes. (laughs) Right, Johnny, over to you, mate. I don't, Jeremy, I don't want to make this podcast all lads, lads, lads and stuff, but I've been interested, right? In terms of throughout your time at Arsenal, who would you say was the biggest ladies' man trying to charm the ladies, all the guys, whatever, you know, I don't know? Ashley Cole. Oh, my God, there's a name we recognise. Cool, very clever. <laughs> very clever way of doing it. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you reveal the clever way of doing it? Well, I used to send Gem and Penn in to get, grub the girls. Oh, so that's a terrible caught. tactic. <laughs> I mean, his, his success rate would have been far higher had he not sent Gem <laughs> yeah, Penn in. Exactly. I'm not being funny. We, say, we can say that's very clever, but I was doing the same thing in the school playgrounds. If I was too scared, I'd send my mate over. <laughs> he likes you, you know, maybe give him a little letter that has a, do you like me, yes or no, and tick a box. I bet that's what Jermaine Pennant was giving him. Just a little note saying, do you like Ashley, yes or no. I think that was a pretty successful first Johnny asks any question. Um, because, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually... I know there's going to be people listening to this going, I knew it about Ashley, I knew it, you know, and I think we got to the bottom of it, yeah. I, I think, in all honesty, under under Arsene Wenger, it'd just be too hard to do something like that. I mean, we, again, I've never played, and I only know from stories that I've read that how strict Arsene Wenger was about going out and, oh, you know... He, he had people as well. He had people in, you know... Spies? Different part of clubs. Really? Yeah, because I, 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 I remember we had, the, we had the Champions League game. Against Bayern Munich a few years, like long, long few years ago. And uh, Sylvain, Wiltord and Robert Pires were out the <laughs> night before. <laughs> My, they got caught. Arsene Wenger's Arsene got just, him. Arsene just obviously had someone, you know, in clubs and, you know, he... It was clever, man. I that think he, he, had, he had something with all the owners of each club. And like, if you see one of my player, you just call me straight away. Oh, my. <laughs> what kind of mafia boss was Arsene Wenger in those days? Rolling up, rolling up to the West End being like, get him out here now. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. And then go, t- turning up and people going, did you see Sylvan in a club? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. No. <laughs> If he takes it down, he might score. He's going to score. Part of this is that we're going to do a weekly quiz. Now, it's me and you, Johnny. We're teaming up. Yes, dream team. I know, right? And we're going against Jeremy. Producer Liam, what's the concept of the quiz? Please enlighten us all. So every week I'm going to come up with a different format, kind of. I'm just going to throw it on you. Okay. Um, It's all about Jeremy. So, Jeremy, you can't win, really. (laughs) He can't win. Surely Surely if it's... What do you mean it's all about him? How, how are me and Johnny meant to know more about Jeremy than Jeremy knows he about He has Jeremy? to be the favourite for a quiz that's about him, well, surely. two lives. There's two of you. So. Oh, two lives. Yeah. Right, oh, great. Okay. Yeah, here we go. This will be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, Jeremy, if I said to you 23rd of February 2002, Arsenal versus Fulham, why is that important? Because that was my debut in the Premier League. Exactly it, yes. Yeah, so, I wasn't even born me, in 2002. Give me that date again one more time. I've got a story as well about that game. Oh. If you guys want to... We'll, we'll get it at the end. Two starting 11s. Uh, we're going to go back and forth. I want you to name a player who was either playing for Arsenal or Fulham 
who made it onto the pitch that day. Oh, you're having a oh, laugh. If you yeah. name a substitute who didn't come on, you go again. Okay. You're having a it's laugh. Sudden death. So the minute you're the minute you're wrong, you're out. Okay. Yeah. I, I no, can I barely remember any. Believe, believe, right. Can, I, can okay. we go first? You can. Jeremy Aladier. Correct. Nice. Really strong start with Mr. Bright there. I like that. Thierry Henry. Correct. Now, who... Oh. <laughs> oh. Patrick must have been playing that day, right? Good guess. Thank yes. you. There we are. Let's go. Back to Jeremy. Uh, Lauren. Correct. Oh, he keeps nicking my answers. David Seaman. Correct. Jeremy. Um, I will say... Robert Pires. Correct. Ashley? No. You're out. What? You've had it, mate. Oh. So let's go back to Jeremy now. Sylvain Wiltord? Correct. That was his mate. That's his... You keep stealing my answer every single time I'm about to give an answer. God, he was playing for Fulham around that time. There's some big hitters here oh, when they lots. came up. The Steed Malbronx oh, yeah. and stuff of that. Well, I've got someone that played for Fulham. I have got two, but I don't know whether to risk a Fulham player or to risk an Arsenal player. <laughs> both, both are probably wrong. I'm going to go for... Freddie Lundberg. No. <sighs> Just out of curiosity, who would you have gone for? Danny Murphy. No. <laughs> both wrong. Was, both Co- was Collins John knocking about in Fulham those days? John Collins was. John oh, John, Collins, no, yeah. but do you remember John Collins and Collins John came as well? <laughs> I thought that was just a very official way you say names. So, so. <laughs> Who was at Fulham? I'm reading a oh, team it's, sheet. <laughs> it's Louis Saha. Louis Saha came on. Van der Sar? What about Saha Louis? Oh, my God. <laughs> Saha Louis. Louis Bowamorte, Louis. Louis Oh, the other Was John Arisa there at that point or not? No, he wasn't. Was Saul Campbell playing that day? He was. I was going to say Saul Campbell. Not a bad first go, but Jeremy, you win. I mean... It is a quiz about Jeremy. Yeah, we'll have some humility, though. Well done, well done, Jeremy. So that's one nil. We'll be doing something similar every week. It won't be. It won't be name the team next week. Buckle up, everyone. Uh, Right, Jeremy. You said you had a story about your debut. Yeah, what's the story? Well, the story is I came on for Thierry. Thierry came off, and Thierry came. Only came on. I think it was about ten minutes at the end. And if I tell you how mad Thierry was to come off. He was not like, like really upset with Arsene. He started having a go at the end of the game because, you know why? Not because he was coming off, because he wanted me to score on my, on my debut. So he wanted to stay on the pitch to give me an assist. Nice. And I just felt like, respect the guy, you know? Top. For a little, yeah. like, I was a young player coming on and he was just like, nah, just, I need to stay on the pitch so I could, you know? Help him out. Help you, help you score on your debut, you know, kind of. So, because he he done a very similar thing with Francis Jeffers, who came to the club had a really tough season. He went struggled in the start to score, 11, was he? and uh, you know, in that last game where we uh, won the league, I think it was Everton at home or Leicester, one of them, and he just put so many balls on the plate to plate to Francis, just trying to get him some confidence up. You know, in the end, he got a goal. Turns out he couldn't make it. The club wasn't good enough, but still. It was nice that Thierry tried to make yeah. that happen, you know? Yeah, no, it was. And, you know, like I said, for a young, you know, young guy like me coming through and playing my first game, I thought, bloody hell, Thierry Henry, you know? And when I say he was really mad, he was. Like, at the end of the game, after me, I was just happy. I, you know, my debut, I come on and Highbury, all mm. that, you know, it was brilliant. And Thierry was just fuming. And I thought he was fuming because 
I came on and he came off, you know, and I was just like, oh, he's not, not too happy coming off. And actually, uh, when I spoke to him, he's like, I so wanted you to score and that's why I wanted to stay on the pitch, you know. I don't know why Arsen took me off, you know, I thought we were going to play together and, you know, so it was uh, quite a nice thing. He had that streak in him though, didn't he, Thierry Henry? Like, memories that I have of him, was, uh, like when he used to lose the ball and he used to like go hounding after the player oh, who, who had the he ball. He won't give up and yeah. it was the same in training. Right. And that's the, you know, you, you would think in training he could have been, you know, be more relaxed and, but some days when he was mentally switched on, if somebody just took the ball out of him, he would not give up like, until he get that ball back. You and know, himself, not one of his teammates himself, he wants to get it back, you know. He wasn't the best at side tackling either, was he? So uh, you knew after that big herring run, someone was going to get a two-footer <laughs> down the back and he's going to go, all right, I don't know what's going on, it's not my fault. It was, it was only a yellow back in them days, though, so it's cool. Right, so we're pretty much out of time, guys, unfortunately. I mean, we're going to end on a... The, the, the terrible quiz you know, <laughs> that, that won't, won't live long in the, mem- in the memory for, for me and you, Johnny. Yeah. Um, but if you enjoyed the podcast, you can help us out in a couple of ways. Um, make sure you leave a review and rating on iTunes. Also, spread the word to your friends. That's how it goes, guys. If, without your support, we're just people talking in a man cave at the back of a garden, OK? <laughs> Tell everyone and make this be worth something. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully in the next few weeks as well, we're going to be, be joined by some guests. Uh, I know we've got Jeremy out there, like, getting out his little black book. I know, I'm trying, guys, I'm trying. Yeah, but Ashley's just cancelled. Yeah. yeah, I had Ashley on the list, but he just sent a text and said, nah, I won't make it. Yeah, but it's fine. If you get Jermaine Pennant, you'll get Ashley Cole as well. So it's all good. Indeed. Um, also, we should be doing a, a watch-along episode as well, um, which will be a lot of fun watching. Um, Classic game, mate. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Be a lot of fun. Right, Johnny, Jeremy, lovely to, uh, to, to, to share an afternoon with you both. Yeah, the inaugural yeah, podcast. Too, it's been awesome. nice. Arsenal Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.